Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We're going to begin with the story of nine criminal charges against 27-year-old Ayanle Hassan Ali for allegedly attacking with a large knife members of Canada's military, a Toronto recruiting centre. And uh, he's just been remanded until the 24th of this month. There are, nine, as I said, nine criminal charges. Three of them include attempted murder. Joining me to explain and put context to this as the case goes forward is Toronto criminal lawyer Joseph Newberger, and it's nrlawyers.com. Joseph, thank you very much for taking the time. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me on. So what exactly uh, does it mean when we're told that the case is remanded and until the 24th? What is Mr. Ali's status now? Well, right now he's what we call uh, detained, so he's in jail awaiting a bail hearing. So his case has been adjourned to the 24th, and at that time the lawyer will make a determination with his client as to whether he can run a bail hearing. And he'll have to consider a number of careful factors as to who from his family would be able to act as sureties and what type of conditions may or may not be appropriate for his release, because these are very serious charges, obviously. Yeah, I was going to mention that. The, uh, the charges, the more serious the charges, the more difficult it is to obtain bail, as it should be. Correct. So Mr. Uh, Ali faces these nine criminal charges, including three counts of attempted murder, two counts of aggravated assault, three counts of assault with a weapon, and one count for possession of a weapon for dangerous intent. Yes. Straightforward, serious charges, but the RCMP, CSIS, and the Ontario Provincial Police have all been called in by the Toronto Chief of Police. Does that change the equation of what the court process is going to be going forward when you get the RCMP, CSIS, and then a third police agency, the Ontario Provincial Police, involved? Um, not at this stage. Why they're involved is because, as I understand from the reporting, this gentleman had said that uh, Allah had told him that morning to go out and commit this type of act. And now other authorities are brought in who assist in an investigation to determine if this was a hate-driven crime or a terrorist crime. So they will have to canvas a number of areas, including his connections with people, social media contacts, etc., to see if this was truly an act of hatred or terrorism or just simply an act of violence. If it's decided that it's an act of terrorism and an act of hatred, what does that do to the case going forward? Again, we're looking at, I'm looking at nine fundamental charges. I've seen them before. They're serious, but I've seen these types of charges previously. If terrorism becomes part of the equation, does that make the, 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 the pursuit of justice veer to one side or another? Well, it, it, you know, in the eyes of justice, everything should be uh, open until the case is litigated. But terrorism charges would certainly heighten the ante for this gentleman and it will make it harder for him to receive uh, any type of bail. And it also is a concern with respect to other connections. If he was working in concert with other people, if he had been indoctrinated by other individuals, these types of factors are all very relevant and could lead to terrorism charges, conspiracy charges, etc. It could simply be, however, that this gentleman uttered these words and is suffering from a mental illness, and that's just what he said, as opposed to somebody else saying, the devil told me to do this. Mm -hmm. right? you, this is why they're all brought in to do this investigation right now. If you were Mr. Ali's lawyer, what would you be doing to represent his interests right now? Well, first, I'd be focused on bail. Um, and I, I would be meeting with my client to determine what really is going on with him. So if, because some of the reports I've read is that he's been suffering from depression and other mental health issues for a while. So 
if that truly was the case, and um, this might have been something that manifested itself from a mental disorder, I would have uh, retained a psychiatrist to start a forensic assessment on this individual. And I would also be engaged with his family to try and look at what type of stringent release plan could be developed in order to try and get his bail. Because as a defense lawyer, it is much easier for us to work with our clients when they're out of custody when they're, rather than when they're in custody. So much of uh, what is decided, at least as far as sentencing is concerned, is based on precedent. I'm not convicting Mr. Ali, and I'm not jumping ahead in the process. But does what has taken place in similar cases in Canada enter into the strategic planning for the lawyer stewarding the defense of a case like this? Well, yes. I mean, first of all, the lawyer has to gather up the information. So this is early stages of an investigation, even though he's charged. Uh, RCMP, CSIS will all be conducting their investigation, and the, the Crown, the prosecuting authority, will have to disclose to the defense lawyer all of the evidence, whether it's inculpatory or exculpatory, to him. So it's going to take a lot of time to gather up all that information and assess it. So the lawyer has to sit back a little bit, gather up all of that information in conjunction with meeting with the client, and determine what the facts are. Then you're going to develop your strategy for how you defend this individual. It may be that this is going to be a resolution uh, because obviously it's not going to be a whodunit. So we'll, he'll have to carefully look at all of the evidence to determine what really is relevant and what, what type of guilt it points to if it does point to guilt. We have a long way to go with this with this particular case. Uh, after I tweeted that you were going to be on the show today, I received an email from a listener who uh, wrote essentially so many cases in this country are dealt with by plea bargain is there a chance that a case like this would be dealt with by plea bargain my response was i don't think so but i'll ask mr newberger oh yeah no no probably 80 to 90 percent of the criminal cases that go through our courts are what we call resolutions Uh, plea bargain you know they're negotiations between the defense and crown as to what might be an appropriate resolution and then both parties act on it if we didn't do that our court system would grind to a halt because there's so many, if everybody had to have their case litigated, we'd be in court for, uh, for years with cases. So uh, this would be a subject of negotiation between the Crown and defense. However, there shouldn't be any negative connotation to it, because the Crown will take into consideration all the interests of the public, what the relevant factors are, and will try and negotiate what would be in the public's interest, uh, along with what the defense will try and do for his own client. So... This is sort of, you know, the way things are dealt with in the justice system if it's not something that's going to go to a trial. I'll just say one other thing. If there is relevant evidence to establish that he was suffering from a mental disorder that affected his ability to appreciate what he was doing, then the defense may run what's called an NCR defense or not criminally responsible. But we are ways away from figuring that out. That may not be the case at all. But as I've heard some of the reports about uh, depression and other mental health issues, that may be on the table as well. Yeah, I was actually going to have my last question on that. We've done lots of NCR stories over the last yeah. few years. Uh, Joseph, thank you very much for the time. Good talking to you, and look forward my to pleasure. our next conversation. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Joseph Newberger, NRLawyers.com in Toronto. Now, when we come back, after the stabbing on the Canadian military personnel at the Toronto Recruiting Centre, allegedly by a uh, 27-year-old Ayanle Hassan Ali, who was heard to say, Allah told me to do this, Allah told me to come here and kill people. And after Mr. Ali was charged with nine criminal offenses that we just talked about, including the three attempted murder charges, 
Toronto Chief of Police Mark Saunders warned, quote, don't go to that Islamophobic nonsense. What exactly is Chief Saunders saying to Canadians? Something I want to talk about, look at, take a look at, and talk to you about when we come back.